are you ready? Ready to transform your life and step into the person that you say you want to be. Ready to stop talking and start doing. I'm Ange, a health and fitness coach. And I'm Ashley, a Reiki master and energy healer. And we are here to help you do exactly that. And you're busy. We get that because we are too. But even with the challenges and chaos, you deserve and can live a life full of absolute joy, happiness, and purpose. We want you to join us in taking radical responsibility so that you can take everything in your life to that next level. Have the best sex of your life. Live in a body that you love. Let go of worry and stress. And live in total alignment. Your happier, healthier, and amazing life is waiting for you. Let's get into today's episode. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Transform Your Life podcast. I'm Ashley. I'm one of the co-hosts of the Transform Your Life podcast here, and I am so excited to be sharing with you two very special guests. Angela is not here with me today, um, but I would like to introduce you to Miss Mackenzie Dixon and Rachel Strader. They are both beautiful souls who have been in my mentorship program, and we are going to be diving into all things mentorship all things Reiki. I'm going to let these beautiful girls share with you what they're doing, how they're integrating Reiki into their life, um, the things they're doing to practice. So welcome, Mackenzie. Welcome, Rachel. Mackenzie, I'm going to let you start. And if you would, just tell us a little bit about you and maybe your journey into Reiki. How did you find it? What made you want to do it? And then what led you into kind of wanting to learn it and join the mentorship program. And then Rachel, um, same question for you that we'll share with our listeners. Awesome. Thanks so much for having us today, Ashley. Um, Ricky for me started when I was kind of in the middle of what felt like a crisis in my life, um, dealing with anxiety and panic attacks that I had never experienced before. And I was just kind of at a loss of what do I do now? Um, and so I had kind of heard a little bit about Reiki, but wasn't really sure what to expect, I guess. Um, and so I went into my first Reiki session just with an open mind and open heart and was kind of ready to allow whatever was going to happen to happen. Um, and yeah, my first experience with Reiki was with Ashley and it was amazing. I don't even really know how to explain it, but I just left kind of feeling lighter for sure. Um, and then it was my journey throughout dealing with anxiety and panic attacks and just coming back to a place of that like center and grounding again um, and then in the middle of all of that I heard about the mentorship program and was realizing how much Reiki had an impact in my life and uh, yeah I thought it would be amazing to be able to offer that to family and friends and eventually other people in my life um, and so yeah I went into it again, with an open mind and open heart and just wanting to see where it would take me. And yeah, it has brought me here. Um, and right now in my life, I am currently in school to be a midwife. Um, previous to that, I was a doula, which you'll hear Rachel is also. So that was kind of funny how the two of us kind of got <laughs> into this together. Um, and yeah, it's been amazing to kind of see how those two paths overlap. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing that, Mackenzie. And sharing the, that's one of the things that we talk about in the mentorship program is 
um, that being vulnerable place. And so sharing your journey into first Reiki, right? And you find this with your clients, I'm sure as well as Rachel, that people come to us because often something's off. They're looking for something more or um, often it is kind of a last resort. So when it comes to anxiety or panic attacks or stress or depression, they're, they're seeking, they're seeking some relief or release from that. And so thank you for sharing and being vulnerable with, um, with that piece. Mackenzie was just before we hopped on the call here, she was explaining that she just delivered two babies. So she's in that, um, magical place of not just like reading and writing and doing all the things with midwife, but to actually be catching the babies. So, so exciting. And I'm so excited that the both of you are going to be able to bring Reiki into what you're also called to do outside of Reiki. Um, for you, Mackenzie, it's very much that midwifery, catching the babies and being in that space. And um, Rachel, I'll let you kind of chat about how that flows into your world. And um, like Mackenzie said, that overlap and that crisscross that um, we've seen with both of you and your journeys. So Rachel, how about you, girl? Awesome. Thank you so much for having us, Ash. Um, we, yeah, Mackenzie and I have been on really similar journeys, um, but it's interesting when she says that she was like open and ready for Reiki. I was very, very closed. Um, and I don't know if we've actually really talked about this, but um, I was very skeptical. And I can remember um, a, a previous mentor um, and it took a it took a really trusted friend to be like, hey, you should try Reiki. But it was probably in a span of I'd say six months of people like putting the little bug in my ear. Um, I had a very logical brain of like, oh, I'll try the traditional routes, um, like talk therapy, that kind of thing. And I was not finding relief. Um, my background is in um, childhood studies. So I wanted to be a teacher um, and I took a lot of communication and counseling courses. Um, so I find it, I found it very easy to like talk my way out of <laughs> <laughs> my problems and kind of keep them bottled up. Um, so what really drew me to Reiki was that I didn't have to share those things. My body kind of spoke for me um, and Ashley could pull those things. And I was like blown away that I didn't even have to say what was on my mind or maybe I didn't even really know what was bothering me or what was kept inside um, until I went to Reiki. So I always laugh. I share this with my clients now because it's hilarious. But looking back, I'm so glad that you were so patient with me. Um, my first session, I I was pretty closed. And then I think my second session or my third, I walked in and I asked you if I could keep my eyes open for the whole session. <laughs> yeah. And and you let me, <laughs> um, that's, that's where I was at. Like I needed to see what was going on. Um, and then by my third session, I was finally like feeling the relief of getting to the bunkie. Like I was like, okay, this is a safe place. This is, um, somewhere that I don't necessarily have to be super vulnerable to begin with, but eventually it became like that place for me. Um, so yeah, that was kind of my journey to Reiki. And um, it was a staple in my healing journey. Like I was coming back repeatedly. I um, left and took on a seasonal job and I needed distance healing. Like I was like, Ash, I miss you. I need this. Um, I have a lot of tension in my wrists and often get carpal tunnel. 
Um, so we worked on my carpal tunnel from afar and I was like, whoa, like this even works like when I'm not physically there. Um, so that was a big piece in my understanding of Reiki that way too. Um, and then, yeah, once the mentorship came out, I was all in. I didn't even really know like the logistics. And I said to Ash, like, I need this. And um, it just so happened that it was right around the same time that I was thinking about getting my doula certification. And I thought how cool that they would go so nicely together. Um, so since then, I've decided to hone in on postpartum care. Um, so I like supporting families when they get home um, in the first few days, weeks, um, but also like along the postpartum journey. I find that I help a lot of moms that have more than one baby, um, kind of when they need the extra set of hands. And then um, currently, I'm offering overnight support with families um, in the Grey Bruce area. Um, so that's been going really well. And then I'm also in the bunkie on Mondays and Tuesdays. Um, so Reiki has become a really big part of um, my weeks. And I didn't see it taking off the way it has, but the mentorship definitely like pushed me to that point where I could take on not only family and friends like Mackenzie had mentioned, but we're taking on real clients. And um, that's been really awesome too. Amazing. Thank you for sharing. And one of the things that I remember, uh, Rachel, I don't remember if it was your first session, but it was in those first few, I think it maybe was your first after your session and the things that kind of came out because you did, you were like, I'm just going to like, I'm not going to say anything. I'm barely going to like give her anything, which is, which is totally fine. Some people like to do that. We're like, I'm going to make sure she's legit. Right. Um, and I remember you asking me, this wasn't your first session, um, but you did ask me, if I don't say anything, can you still do like what you need to do? And I was like, yes, we can go deeper the more I know. Right. And that was something you're like, oh, okay. That makes sense. Like it needed to make sense for you, but it was in that first session. It was the end of the session. And I, we were unpacking some of the things that came up in your session and uh, you started crying. And I remember you're like, I don't know what's wrong with me. I don't cry. She's like, I don't cry in front of strangers, especially like you were just like mortified that you could not stop yourself from the tears flowing out. And I just remember that so vividly for you that it was just like, you were very much in that, that like masculine where it's like closed. I don't want to talk about it. I'm not going to. Right. And then opening the floodgates of like the tears was just so like surprising to you where it was um, really beautiful. And one thing that I would say with both of you is I think after those first sessions, it was kind of like, eh, I don't know if they got what they came for. Right. It was like, it wasn't, you know, how sometimes you have a session, you're like, whoa, that like was wildly impactful. Right. And then there's other sessions that some people you walk away and you're not really sure, you know, how they felt or did they get what they came for or um, maybe they're just quieter they don't talk as much and I thought that was here we are now you've both graduated the mentorship and I think it's that beautiful reminder that everybody takes from from the Reiki session whatever it is that they need and it's not ours to interpret as the practitioner and I would say both of you I've, I see I have seen or saw I guess still do see so much of myself in both of your stories when you came in, Rachel, you were 
planning to become a teacher. You were doing all the things that, you know, your parents thought you should and right. And now here you are, you're going to be a, you're a doula and a Reiki master. And Mackenzie, you came in with this like debilitating anxiety and had kind of lost your spark for life. And I remember that's what led me to Reiki. And so I think it's just so beautiful, like the blend of all these stories. And I remember thinking how, how much I connected with both of you just based on your story. And I mean, here we are sitting, the three of us on a podcast. So I just, I love the universe. I love the way she works. I, I think it's just so powerful. Um, and so when it comes to the mentorship, you both obviously took it, completed it, um, are both Reiki masters. Um, how did you know that the mentorship was going to be a good fit for you? So obviously you had come and you had done a few Reiki sessions. There's like a million practitioners who um, teach in a million different ways, right? Some people do it. I've seen some people offer it like level one, two hours online, right? And here it's like a two-day thing. There's four attunements, a little bit more in, um, I was going to say invasive, but that's not the right word, but um, a lot deeper perhaps. And so what made you think I should sign up for a whole year versus kind of like chipping off um, level one, level two, level three masters here and there, or um, even that, you know, you wanted to do it with me at Soul Purpose. Um, so Rachel, why don't you start this time? How did you know that, you know, this was the place, this was the program, and why didn't you steer off in a different direction? Because I mean, there's lots of different options. For sure. Um, I mean, I think over time, you've come to know that anything that you release, I will join. <laughs> whether that's a retreat, whether that's Mexico or the mentorship. So <laughs> Joel is with me, guys, just so you know. <laughs> Um, like Mackenzie, you were my first experience with Reiki. Um, and I think I came to understand how different your modality was um, from other Reiki practitioners, just from like conversations. And I have gone to other practitioners now. And I'd really just appreciate how um, you care for your clients. And it's, um, I think, like even just the hands on piece. Um, and having the course be at your house and in person like that's how I learn I I learn by seeing I learn by doing um and that's what really drew me there um when you mentioned that I was on a path to fulfill like everything that I thought I needed to do I remember um the mentorship showed up just as I was debating about I I decided not to go to teacher's college and I was like should I apply for my master's and we were talking about that and then the mentorship came up and I was like this is the universe's way of giving me my master's so that also popped in too oh so beautiful I do remember being on that call and you said this is the master's that you know I'm supposed to be getting I've always envisioned myself getting my master's it's just I thought it was going to be in a different direction and then this kind of like beautifully plopped in on your lap and so oh I think that's beautiful thank you girl and that's one thing I, it's funny because I have and I'm sure you do too. You have people who come in with preconceived notions of what Reiki somewhere else or that they've experienced or just from their reading. I had a client come in the other day and she was chatting and <clears throat> she, she was telling her story and she said, I'm so sorry. I know I'm not supposed to be talking. And I was like, oh girl, like we, we do a lot of talking here in the bunkie. And she was just talking about how like, well, I read that, you know, you're not supposed to like say anything. 
And I've had people say they go, there's, you know, there's different practitioners where you walk in the door, nothing is said. There's no exchange of words. You have your Reiki treatment, you get up, you leave. And that's the Reiki treatment. I'm like, oh man, I would really suck at that. (laughs) Really suck. And I know people um, who, yeah, they practice the whole thing without actual like touch or like hands on the body. And you can perform it that way. I just prefer actually like physically touching unless you're doing like a distance healing session and you physically can't. Um, so it's been interesting because prior to me actually getting my Reiki certification, like nine years ago, almost, um, I had never had a Reiki treatment. Isn't that wild that I signed up for this thing that I had never done never received. Like, it's just like, now I'm like, girl, like, what were you doing? (laughs) Like you should, you probably should have like tried it out before you signed up. And I was like, I was all in like, Rachel, you're like, I don't know the details, but it sounds good. Um, so I think that's just funny how that kind of like plays in. How about for you, uh, Mackenzie? I'm like Rachel. I had never had a Reiki session before. You're my first experience with Reiki and still pretty much my only experience with Reiki minus Rachel (laughs) during the (laughs) She probably does it pretty similar to me. (laughs) I know, probably. (laughs) To you, I'm sure. Yeah. Exactly. And so my thing was just like, I walked into that bunkie and there's like this relief that came over me of just like, we can sit here and talk and then we can have my session and we can talk again and you can relate to something that that's going on in my life. And the other thing was like in the Reiki session, I love the feeling of touch. I love somebody to touch my head and my arms. And like, to me, that's just so comforting. And then to have a full year just completely dedicated to that and to get together with like a group of girls and we were all doing the same thing and just like working with each other to kind of meet the same goal and just having that community there. And for me, that's how I knew I would thrive. I was in school previous to starting the mentorship program, which was all virtual and I wasn't getting anything out of it. And so when I like the difference between doing something for two hours online versus a whole year dedicated to it, it just spoke spoke to me a little bit more, but yeah. So amazing. (laughs) And I think the other thing is, right, like you both maybe weren't complete. I mean, we both we did calls and we chatted about what what it was going to be. But also like there's diving into the unknown where it's like, I don't really know what we're going to do, but you you trusted. Right. And you you followed that nudge and that inkling of like, I don't really I don't know all the ins and outs of this. I just know I need to do it. And so I think it's just so beautiful that. I mean, again, I've said this before already as, and now here we are. Like, I just think it's so beautiful and I'm just so fucking excited for you girls. <laughs> like I'm just so, so pumped. Um, my next question for both of you is um, what were the highlights for you? I know we've ch- chatted a little bit about like the in-person was, was a drawing feature. Um, just knowing kind of that energy that you felt in the bunkie, that that was going to be, you know, a big part of that. But is there anything that was like a major takeaway or any highlights that really stood out for you that you think, you know, that was a really like poignant part and moving forward, Ashley, like always make sure you do this one thing because it was just, you know, monumental. Um, Mackenzie, why don't we start with you this time, beauty? 
Um, I think one of the big takeaways was the amount of just energy in the room when we had our attunements. Rachel and I often shared our attunements together and we would laugh and we would cry and we would have all of these like amazing things that would pop up and just like ideas that someday we'd work together (laughs) and things that would just like pop up in a session and just like having that, I guess that was a relationship that kind of developed over time, but just like yeah, having that community there. And like, we started each, like each session with a cup of tea and like pulling cards. And it just felt very much like, I'm here to just see where the day takes me and like, just enjoy and soak up whatever, whatever is going to come. And oftentimes we did, I think in our masters, we did our attunement outside. That was amazing too. Just like at the property, like soaking in the wind and the sun and it was just super powerful. And that's one thing that I take away. Oh, I remember that so vividly. So <laughs> both of these girls are laying outside on like cushions on the deck. It's cold. P.S. Anybody who's listening right now, it was, it was not like winter, not winter cold the way that, you know, it can be. Um, but it was, it was chilly. So these girls are all like bundled up in their their cozy blankets and pillows and we've got them all like wrapped in and then there's me who's like wearing kind of what I'm doing right now right I had like a little overshirt shirt which I took off anyways and but I remember that so like beautifully that we've done you know group attunements in the bunkie we've done individual attunements um, in the bunkie outside um, in the house um, all over the place based on kind of that like that feeling of like what do you need what what's calling you and Um, how both of you kind of ended up um, even at the master level that you chose to um, kind of embrace that journey side by side um, versus kind of doing it separately. I think I would have froze if you, if I had to do them each separately, I got to say, but (laughs) Um, what about for you? Like we were in our like t-shirts and stuff outside, but like bundled in so many blankets. (laughs) It was so awesome though. Like (laughs) so just like magical. Yeah. What about for you, right? Yeah, I think um, just the points that Mackenzie's brought up, I didn't even really think of um, like the inner feminine that came out this year. Like when you say that I was very masculine and I was like, I, I really leaned into that like rigidity and structure. And I think those weekends of our um, levels and attunements like really made me like come into community with other women. And that was like so powerful um those weekends like I feel like time stopped like we we were not looking at the clock and when we did time had passed so fast (laughs) um and it's just something to be away from society and just um be in our be in our own little world like I'm like this is what I want every weekend to look like like it it really made me hone in on what's important to me um but then when you mentioned what was like the best part do not take it away from the mentorship um, for me, that was observation sessions. Um, those were so key to my learning. Um, so for a little background, Ash, um, it would either be her clients um, or I had my best friend come, my dad come. Um, so it was kind of a mix of both. Um, people who had been there for a very long time and people who were coming for their very first session. Um, and then my dad has some physical ailments that I wanted um, to see how Ash went about that. Um, if I had someone who was pregnant or who um, had an accident that they couldn't necessarily 
move the same way or be as comfortable on the table. Um, so I learned so much out of those sessions. Um, and then I just got to sit back and take notes and um, watch how she does a session, which I knew how she does a session because I'd gone and art from our attunements, but it was really cool to see the client interactions. Um, and I think that's what really pushed me to be able to take on clients. Hmm. It's funny because I remember after your dad left, he was like your last observation session. Um, and one of the things that you said was, all of my questions have been answered based on his session. And I was like, what do you mean? She said, well, like what to do if you're not prepared or like if the bunkie's not ready. So your dad showed up 20 minutes early. Right. And we had, we had just finished all live. We had it set up for doubles and, you know, like there's the shit everywhere, really. Like there's the table, there's the other table. And we're kind of like trying to pack that up. I had to pee. So I like, I'm like, go out and distract your dad so that I can go pee. Um, and so there was that piece. And then just that, um, your dad didn't really believe what we were doing, right? It was kind of like a, a joke of like, ha, huh, yeah, I'll do this. It's fine, right? Um, and so you're going to have clients that, you know, do that. Um, that like difficulty of like, maybe they can't lay down. Maybe they need to be in a sitting position or maybe um, maybe we can only work on the front because they can't flip to the back. Or um, And so that was something that I thought was really interesting that it covered with your dad in your last session, all of those little, um, those little questions that had come up that I remember why the, the mentorship began was because I remembered all the questions that I had after my like Reiki level one and my Reiki level two, and just not really knowing Right. So it was more of like a sink or swim or it's like, somebody's coming over, they're here. Oh my God. Right. Like, and not having somebody to watch or not having somebody to um, kind of bounce those questions off of, or to, I too, also I'm a visual learner. So to be able to see somebody do something, I feel like I can replicate it really well, or I can understand it um, versus um, somebody who's maybe a little more kinesthetic and can learn from, you know, a Reiki treatment where it's like their hands are moving and they can just remember it that way. Um, so thank you for sharing that. Um, I feel like that was a, a key component and the way that that unfolded for both of you looked a little differently. And that's something that I think, um, I, I love that there's, it's custom built, even though it was kind of in a group setting, right? So Mackenzie, um, I think you had actually more observation sessions than Rachel, um, just based on what you felt was comfortable and how many you wanted. And we ended up, Mackenzie's in Stratford. So she's about two hours away. Um, we ended up doing observation sessions by your pool outside, right? Like um, we had met both um, for a client halfway. Um, so there's there's so many different variable pieces. Whereas Rachel, for you, it was, um, you know, somebody I had never met would have been your, your best friend, right? And then to have your dad, um, I want to say a non-believer, <laughs> not really, <laughs> just, just closed, closed to the idea that this, um, actually he's not, that, that was all a facade, which we unpacked. So, um, nice try, Mike. <laughs> um, and, um, just how that unfolded, um, at the end, I, I remember the end of his session so beautifully and, uh, he, yeah, he shifted, <laughs> which was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. 
like during the like the observations like we had some where I would watch you do a, a session on a client and then like the day that you came to my house at the pool we like worked on people together and it was like I was at the head you were at the feet and then we switch and then kind of like debriefing after that and like realizing okay we felt the same thing and it was super powerful and to see like even the like the relationship between like the client that's on the table and you and like I remember you being like there's such a big like connection between the two of you like as they're on the table and they didn't have to say anything and that just things would just show up and so it was really cool to be able to just work with you and be able to debrief but also be like this is what I felt and I felt that too <laughs> so it was just reassuring and the validity and the confidence that comes with that where you're like oh my gosh, I'm not just making that up or like, oh, that was like a download I had and to feel secure in that versus like kind of being alone with that being like, oh my God, like what the hell? I don't even know like what that feeling was, but to have somebody to share that with. Rachel, you were going to say something. Was it about your dad? Yeah, I was just reflecting on that. Um, And at the end, which um, it's funny because I'm not a hugger. And what Ash was um, alluding to was that she got a hug from my dad. And I think there was a lot of realizations in the bunkie that I was like, oh, like, this is my energy. Like, I'm like, I was closed. He's closed. We're not really closed. Like, we're open to this. And um, yeah, it was pretty cool to see the shifts. And I mean, it ended up being like a dinner table conversation the next night with my mom. And now mom wants to come. So I mean, it's been pretty cool just like how it how it all spirals um even my best friend coming um it makes me really excited for doubles because I was sitting on the couch taking my notes and observing um but we I think just even like my presence being there really opened her up a little bit more and I'm excited to see what comes up when we do have like best friends and couples coming in that maybe they'll be able to like get further than my first sessions or like my dad my dad made like leaps and bounds but I'm like thinking that if I wasn't there that maybe wouldn't have happened um so it makes me really excited for those double sessions for sure yes so if you're listening um Rachel and I are offering double sessions Mackenzie's like busy times one million delivering babies and everything but Rachel and I on Monday evenings from four till eight are offering double sessions and so that's just like a a couple's massage um obviously Reiki and not a massage um but basically there'll be two tables side by side she'll be working on somebody I'll be working on somebody else right beside and um yeah so if you have your partner or you have a friend or your brother or somebody in mind um we'd love to see you on monday nights um and the thing with your dad that i thought was so interesting was there was a little bit of tears at the end and for somebody who comes in who's like closed a little bit pretending to be closed right um and then having that kind of shift was really beautiful and he said at the end of his session he was asking, what do I owe you? And because it was part of your observation, obviously it was free, right? And I said, no, it's nothing. This is part of Rachel's learning journey. So thank you for just being here. That's, you know, that's, and he's like, no, 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 no. I got to pay you. And I was like, no, that is the payment. And he said, no, what do you want? I said, well, then I'd like a hug. And he's like, I don't hug. (laughs) It's like, oh yeah, you do. He's like, nope. I was like, okay, then, then I want nothing. That's, you know, you're free to go. Thank you. Like it was so marvelous. And then, you know, probably we got chit chatting and, you know, about five minutes later before he left, he kind of like reached out and gave me like a, a bear hug with one arm. I was like, 
oh my goodness. I just like cracked him <laughs> wide open in like, he's not a hugger. And so I just thought that that was, I asked for it because I'm a total hugger. Rachel knows this. I'm sure it drives you crazy. Mackenzie, I know it doesn't bug you. <laughs> um, but I didn't want to push him past his boundary. And he very firmly set that boundary. And then he reached across to, to give that hug. So that was pretty, pretty fun, pretty powerful. Um, one other thing that I want to chat about is, um, how's the mentorship impacted your journey? Um, so if you, I mean, you could have gotten your master's it probably maybe would have taken a little bit longer. Not typically would somebody get all of their levels and masters in a year. Um, but when it comes to your confidence, when it comes to your skills, how would you say that this program is, you know, helped or supported in that way? Um, versus maybe not having having that. Um, doesn't matter who goes, Mackenzie. <laughs> awesome, I'll go. <laughs> I think it's it's about everything that we just talked about, like being able to do sessions on together and like gaining that reassurance and that confidence along the way, so that when we are on our own doing our sessions, that. It's kind of that validity of like, I'm doing this right. And so like being able to go through all of those pieces and all of those levels within a year was just like a constant stepping stone to build that confidence and that that like educational background to be able to provide Reiki to people, not just that are close to us, but like that we kind of draw in with that energy. And so I remember starting working on clients right away and I still have those same clients that I'm seeing now. And like, just the, like, even talking with them about like the growth from the first session to now and how much more you're able to explain as to why things are happening and why things show up and just like the power behind the session. And just, it's amazing to see like how, how things change and how much you can grow throughout that time. And yeah, just being able to like send you a text message and be like, this came up. I don't know what's like, I don't know what it means, but this is what I felt and just kind of like troubleshooting it and working it through and having even both of you like it talk about like what you think that might mean to you. And I mean, Rachel and I did like a distance healing sessions together and we're like, this showed up. What does it mean? And being able to like kind of figure that out. And yeah, it's just made me a lot more confident with Reiki itself, but also like confident that I'm able to deal with my anxiety and deal with um, things like in my daily life that I literally thought wasn't even possible to um, deal with. And when you're in the middle of crisis, you, you don't know what to do. And so just kind of like gaining all of those tools and then being able to use them every day in Reiki and in life and in midwifery and doula work and just supporting mamas and babies and being so close to God and life and energy. And it's amazing. Oh, I love that. One of the things that you touched on there, Mackenzie, that I think is so powerful is that it's not just about like who you are when you're working on somebody on the table, right? As the Reiki practitioner, right? But the actual like master part, which is what you both are now is that you, this is who you are. It's not, you know, so it's not like, oh, I perform Reiki for one hour, you know, on certain people, blah, blah, blah. It, it's that. And it's also, you know, 
it, it embeds its way into when you have anxiety, when you're, you know, delivering a baby, when you're doing doula work, whatever it is that's showing up, this is now just like, there's so many things along the way that yes, you do Reiki, but the way that all of the ideals um, and the practices that show up just like as a part of your life in a way of being is the part that I think is so beautiful and powerful as, and that's that mastery piece. And one of the things in, you know, the, the final segment that we had all kind of worked on is like that self-improvement piece. Like how do we keep growing? How do we keep evolving so that, and that's part of that master's piece of like, this is not just, you know, something I do, it's who I am and who I am becoming. And so uh, you touched on that. And I, uh, I think that's such a beautiful, powerful piece that kind of comes in at the end um, of the journey, which um, you've both completed. So what about you, Rach? I think it's interesting because signing up for the mentorship, I think we were all in to be held for the year, like to have that one-on-one support and be able to send those messages. And yeah, I'm like totally on the same page. I think the growth was like unexpected, um, just how fast I grew this year and like how much I was pushed um, because it did feel like a really loving container where I was super held. Um, But you also pushed us forward so much. Like I, um, I remember when we sent that message after the distance healing session, Ash was like, I want you to sit with that. And we're like, what? Like, we're literally sending in the chat. We're like, please just tell us what this means. Like, we're, we want to know. And she's like, we're going to see each other this weekend for our level three anyways. Um, so sit with it. And, and you like sent a few more prompts. Um, and I think that in itself taught me to um, look at things that show up and like ask for the meaning and wonder um, a little deeper instead of just looking for that surface level like answer. Um, and I know that you are so adamant that you're a ma- you are our master um, and that you will support us along this entire journey. But it just made me like realize that I, I'm also the master um, after this. So, Absolutely. yeah, that, that showed up, too. Uh, right. And you are you're your own expert. And Mackenzie, you are your own expert. And everybody who comes to see us, we the person is their own their own expert first. Right. And so had that happened. So just a little bit of preface for anybody who's listening. Uh, Mackenzie and Rachel both did a distance healing where they were the practitioners and they had clients sign in online. And so both in, were you both? No, you weren't even both in the bunkie. You were in separate locations, separate locations with people who had signed on. And you had seen some similar things. One was rainbows and was one like a lion. Yeah. Rainbows and lions. And you both were seeing these things. And if this was right after level one, I mean, number one, you can't do distance healing after level one, that's after level two. But if it was in that like first preliminary part, those first couple segments, um, I would have given you that answer. Right. But moving through and into kind of like, we were almost at level three, getting you both to kind of go inward, to sit with it, to like, let it marinate and to start, like you said, Rachel, kind of come to those answers. Um, Because when you guys came then that weekend to do your level three, my answers were, you know, the same as yours, but you had had time to actually like expand into that and come to those conclusions in a way that was empowering is what I saw from both of you, where it was like, this is what I came up with. And this is what showed up. And this was, you know, I think it was this and Mackenzie's like, yes. And I thought this, and this, you know, this is where this overlaps. And, um, 
seeing things that, you know, and I barely said anything. I was like, exactly. Right. And it was just kind of beautiful the way that you both kind of willingly embraced that piece. Um, there is something though, that, um, did show up and Rachel, you had talked about, um, how, you know, you're pushed to grow faster than you would have expected. And that is something that this program, I didn't realize it, <laughs> um, but this program does because it is an intensive, not even that it's intensive, but you're getting, you're getting all of your levels. You're becoming a master in one year. So there's a ton of growth and that type of growth typically happens over years, right? So I, I'm trying to remember when I got my master's, it was probably I don't know, like four or five years ago. Right. But there's years between now I'm, you know, nine years since my level one, but it, it takes years in between. Sometimes you can kind of get them within a few months of each other, um, depending on your, your master and, you know, their timeline and what kind of shows up. But typically it's unlikely that you would get all of your levels from the same master in one year. And between level two and level three, this is something that I am seeing a lot of is between level two and level three, there's a divide. And it is the divide between kind of those foundational skills, level one and level two, and moving into, I like to call it the miracle space. So level three and masters is when you start to have those cold calls, people that you have no idea it's when those big sessions start to show up. And this showed up for both of you um, right around that time. It's also between level two and level three that the shadow work shows up. It's like the hardest fucking shit of your life or the biggest challenge where you're at now. And so there was definitely some ego work. There was definitely some challenges for all of us, right? And as the master, I had to go through it too. Um, not just, you know, I'll be up here on the mountain and watch all you like little, little minions struggling along. No, no, no. I'm like right down in the struggle. All of the things that I needed to grow as a master um, had to unpack and had to flow out too. And so, you know, that meant that some people in the program, they didn't stay. They didn't stay between level two and level three. And something that I truly believe is, when we are when we are faced with those challenges we can either level up right or we level out and neither is bad leveling up requires us to kind of move through that challenge right and then once we do we are at a higher vibration we're at a higher level we are more able to kind of keep going and if we level out that's okay but that growth isn't going to happen right? And so you can't continue on. And so that was one of the things that I think was a surprise for all of us was just the shifting in the group dynamics, because not everybody wanted to face the demons. And both of you did. And so I'm so glad that you both did, because again, here we are. And um, that's one thing that I see even outside of the program. There's a lot of people who have their level one and level two. And that's it. And it's because after that level two, we have to do the work to move into level three. I have another, um, another client friend, student who has gotten her level three and, you know, it was years from her level two and her level three. And if you ask her, if you chat with her, you will see all of the things that have unveiled in her life right? Like there's some really ugly things that she had to go through some really 
awful truths that she had to come through um, and come through the other side to get her level three. I have somebody else in my life right now um, who's ready to get her level three. And her and I did our level two together probably six or seven years ago. And she's now ready to get her level three. And I said, wow, like, like, do you feel ready? She said, yes. And she said, I didn't feel ready then. She said, but I look at all the demons, you know, that had to come out, all of the challenges, the ego work that I've had to do. Um, So it's really between level two and level three that the shadow work comes out. And because it's in such a compact container, like of one year, it, it can be intense. It's a lot. And it requires big, hard, heavy conversations. It requires facing that darkness without justifying, without having to go into that place of, well, of course, of course I can do this. That's, you know, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm right. And just sitting in the ugly of like, whoo, this sucks. Maybe I am that way. Maybe I have to unpack this. Right. And so I think, um, getting through level three, when we, when I mention all of that, what shows up for the both of you, when you, when we talk about kind of the ego, the shadow work that between level two and level three, where, you know, those demons, those dark things, because two different things showed up for both of you and for me. And I just wonder, what was that experience like as you, you know, because level one and level two, they're so fun. It's foundational, it's light, it's airy, it's, you know, all the things that, you know, I love about Reiki. And then there's this like dark patch where it's like, oh God, you want me to go where? I don't want to. That's yucky. Nope. Um, And it's not even necessarily what comes through in the program. It's what's delivered to us in life, in that moment or in those moments. And so... Rachel, can you speak to that first? And then we'll have Mackenzie share what your experience was with that kind of like shadow work, the trigger work um, that came through. Yeah, um, I was going to mention before too, with the growth, like level three was very um, changing, like level three and level four, we're like, whoa, like we're doing this. Um, So everything that you said is, yeah, 100% true. I was, we took like a little bit of a natural pause between level two and level three because I was working seasonally away from home. Um, So yeah, I think in that time I just had, I had a lot of time to sit with how I wanted to like move forward. Um, I knew that Reiki was a big piece of that. Um, But I think in that time was kind of when I, I gave trust back to um, being on the right path and that, um, things were showing up for a reason. And, um, for me, that was, that Reiki was like at the forefront. Like I, I thought that doula work was like, I was all in on doula work. Um, and then I had to take this little pause when I went away to work. Um, and I kind of just had to sit in all of that. Like I had made the huge waves with both. Um, and yeah, being away and um, sitting with that, Reiki kind of came first. Like as soon as I got home this year um, in the fall, I realized that the bunkie is where I want to be. Um, and then my doula stuff, I'm just kind of taking on my ideal clients and um, really sitting with that piece too for um, attracting those clients to the bunkie, attracting those clients for my overnight sessions. Um 
and yeah, just getting really clear on who I wanted to call in and where I wanted to spend my energy. Mm. And I remember if you're okay with me sharing, Rachel, one of the things that we had talked about on the phone was what was very triggering for you. You had said you feel very triggered when someone you love is being attacked, right? And that's, that's when it clicked is that's your shadow work, right? That's what we need to move through. That's what needs the work, right? Um, which was different um, for Mackenzie. What, what would you say to kind of that in-between space for you, Mackenzie, um, and how that felt and what that looked like, that shadow trigger work? Yeah, I remember we had a call where we like were talking about what are our triggers, but also what are our like core values. And I feel like I had never been asked that before. <laughs> and I was like, remember when you asked, I sent like a big list of all of my triggers. And then I was like, actually, all of these things just bother me. They're not actually like big triggers in my life. So actually having to sit back and and figure out what are my triggers and then what are my values and recognizing that they actually very much balance each other. Like, this is why my values are the way that they are. And just kind of sitting with that. And we went through multiple weeks of like dissecting that and figuring out what are our values and what makes us who we are. And again, that was something that I had never sat with before. So kind of like uncovering that and looking at the ugly pieces and and recognizing what was when you lit, like peel off that layer, what's underneath. And so it showed up in my life in a ton of different ways, just like working through the anxiety piece, but also recognizing we talk about over and over again, like as we go up in the levels of Reiki, like where not everybody's going to come with us and not everyone is going to like friends, um, like relationships, different things like that. It's not always going to level up in the same way, which is okay. And I think both Rachel and I, even you, Ashley, like recognized that along the way of like um, different pieces of our life were being left behind and we can, as we continue to level up and, and there is a lot of like, why is this happening? But also like now on the other side of things, being able to recognize why that happened and just sitting in that place of like, this is why and, and leaving it when we do Reiki, it's like, this isn't me that's doing Reiki. This is me being that like channel for Reiki and recognizing it's, yeah, it's not any of us actually doing the work. It's, yeah, yeah it's the universe. It's, yeah, it's amazing. And being able to step aside and recognizing, removing that ego and recognizing like, it's not about us. So, yeah. and like you said, removing that ego, and to do that, we have to first look at her, right? We have to first like, oh, bitch, you start, <laughs> like, I see you. And I'll respond when I have you settled, right? Um, and another piece that you had kind of talked about was the values, right? And often those triggers and those shadows do point us to what really truly matters to us. So Rachel, when you had talked about how, you know, when somebody you love is being attacked, that's triggering. And so why is that? Right. And that leads you, if you unpack it, if we get right down to the core and the value behind it, it's that you value the people that you love. You're very careful about who you let into that world, that that love that you give is very sacred. And so if somebody you love, who you've let in 
is being attacked or hurt, it's like a personal attack on you. And you get that like fiery anger, right? And so it's being able to look at the triggers, why they're there and what are they leading us to? And Mackenzie, when you talked about the core values and that piece being able to support you when you're, you know, you're feeling anxious or things that show up in your world. One of the things that we had talked about is if we know what our core values are, right. And we know who we are, then regardless of kind of challenge or what's showing up, then we can kind of always return to that. So if it's always a return to love, if it's always a return to um, peace, if it's always a return, then at least no matter what's going on, we know exactly where we're headed. Does that make sense? Totally. Yeah. Um, and the last thing is when, if there's somebody who's listening and they're thinking they maybe want to sign up for the mentorship, is there any advice that either of you would give to them? So Mackenzie, what would you, what would you say to somebody who's listening and goes, Hmm, maybe this is for me. Do you have any words of wisdom for them? I think for me, it was almost just like that gut feeling of this is meant and this is right for me. Um, but I also would say, like, take that time to realize, like, where you are at in your life and see if you're at that point where you're ready to grow and continue to push yourself and become a better version of yourself. And, like, I you won't regret it either way. <laughs> it's just it was amazing. And you get to meet a community of people and it just the people who are meant to be there all fit together in this perfect little puzzle piece just because that's the way it is. And yeah, it was amazing. And I mean, I went into it not knowing, not having any expectations and not really knowing what to expect. And it turned out amazing. So <laughs> I think just go with that feeling. I love that. Thank you. Aww. All right, Miss Rachel, what about you? Any words of wisdom? Anybody who's thinking, hey, I should maybe give that a go? Um, I would say just do it. <laughs> um, I feel like I was maybe not in the place like financially or time-wise to do this last year. And I made it work. And I'm so glad that I did. Um, so definitely just like reach out, have the conversation, talk about your worries, talk about your fears. Um, and Ash is super accommodating that way. Um, I think this call has made me realize, um, it's funny. So like when I started the mentorship, I was worried about the group environment. I, um, I said to Ash, I was like, I will do this, but I need to know who's in the group. I need to know that, like, you know, that my vibe will like be good with them. Um, and it's interesting because we've been chatting about this round of the mentorship and Ash, is going to offer it on on a one-to-one -one basis um, if that's how it shows up. And it's interesting because I've said that if that was the case last year, like I would have had literally no hesitations. Um, but I think this conversation made me realize how much I needed the group and I needed to step outside of that comfort zone. So I would say, yeah, to maybe consider, like if, they're, if you want to leave it kind of open for a little bit to see if somebody else shows up I mean it could be somebody literally in the same field as you like it happened for Mackenzie and I um I think maybe leaving that one up in the air because this time last year if you had one-to-one -one or group I would have I know I would have gone one-to-one -one, and I'm so glad that it worked out this way oh that's amazing yeah 
And so if you are listening and you are getting that nudge, um, I encourage you or I invite you to just imagine what it would be like one year from now, sitting on a podcast, you've got your Reiki masters and potentially if you wanted to um, be working in the bunkie, that's one other uh, feature. Mackenzie had some observation there, but actually has a a different clientele in a different space. Um, So she doesn't work in the bunkie except doing her foot baths. She does ionic foot baths. Um, We do about once a month we're trying to trying to hit. And so if that's something that calls to you, lots of um, lots of time for ionic foot baths, but also knowing that um, if if working in the bunkie doesn't call to you, that that's that's okay we can make that work and for Rachel that was something that really spoke to you was being able to be in that exact space um and the the power of just even that environment um and making sure that you know that's a place that she can operate out of whether it is now at this point doing some doula work there um doing Reiki um and so just knowing that there are lots of different options there's lots of flexibility there's a couple other points that I want to add in that I think is was a piece we are doing we have our last we're going to do our final dinner we're doing sushi of course and the all game which I'm so excited about and so that's something that we are building in now to the um, the actual program it's something that kind of bubbled out Rachel and Mackenzie both said like I'd like to do that and I was like well let's just do it and then decided you know what um, for the next mentorship that just needs to be a part of it. It's one of the tools that um, we can use, right? And the other um, amazing piece that popped in was a swap session with Rick Van Busicom. He's a friend of mine who does um, higher self work. And so you both had a session with him where you worked on him and he was able to give you feedback on your work as um, as a practitioner. And he dove in on your higher self and some of the things that you need to work on or some of the things that are showing up. And uh, I think that's kind of like, there's, I've, I've segmented it. We've got it in four segments and in each segment, there is going to be an expert. So again, both of you have had your human design readings done by Angela, my, my typical co-host. And um, that's been a tool that we can use. Right. And so that'll be a piece and there's also going to be another component um, that actually includes my brother, who is a dowser. Um, and so some dowsing and some kind of unpacking that falls in there. So each of those healers are going to kind of show up in each segment and uh, kind of help us unpack each of the things that are showing up. The other thing that kind of popped through um, based on this this year with both of these girls was just like how to kind of frame each segment, right? And so the first segment is really all about kind of unpacking your why, like, why are you here? What are you, what are you doing? Right. Which is very foundational and moving through into level two, level three masters, um, unpacking that ego, right. Really starting to look at those triggers, um, falls into those next couple of categories. And then the last one really being about, um, becoming your best self. One of the things that we all had to do was kind of discover and share and become accountable to just who do I want to be and what, what's going to make me better. And we all kind of took on different challenges and kept, kept each other accountable. Um, and it can be as simple as I quit drinking coffee. Now I know that sounds small, but if you knew how much coffee I drank, uh, I think that would shock the pants off you. Um, and so Mackenzie and Rachel, just for our audience, what were the things that 
in that final segment, um, as we moved out of kind of the, I don't want to say the dark and dreary, I, I love shadow work. I think it's some of the most powerful work we can actually do. But as we move out of that and into that place of like, now we, we look at the hard things that you need to like shift to become better. Um, what were some of the things that popped in for both of you as like, okay, yeah, I really need to pony up and do that thing. What about for you, Rach? Hmm. Um, I feel like so many things. I <laughs> now burn incense at home because I love it so much. <laughs> I love incense too, girl. I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I mean, incense rather than candles. Um, I really committed to drinking a lot of water um, and staying hydrated. Um, I mean, with the ionic foot baths and um, some of our conversations about like even performing Reiki on water, like I've just seen like such a turnaround. Um, I also use electrolytes now. So I, like the foot baths make me think of that because of the salt component. Um, and then also along those lines, um, before this program, I can't remember the last time I had a bath <laughs> and I've been incorporating that. I'm like, I do, um, on our last, um, on our masters, Ash sent us home with like a Reiki master bath. And I feel like since then, um, I had to do that one. And then since then I've been like routinely having a bath just to decompress and like soak. Amazing. Yay. Awesome. What about for you, Mackenzie? Yeah, mine was a combination of things, but different than Rachel's, which is fun. Um, my big one was to just focus on ending each day with a meditation and just kind of like coming back down and like grounding myself again from the day that I just had. <laughs> um, and then my other big one was to um, try to journal every day. That one I'm still working on. <laughs> um, but that was my goal. And yeah, just really focusing on like, what can I do to make myself feel better at the end of each day? And yeah, incense has become a big part of my life as well. Um I was never a big like candles person, but then once we got into incense, I was like, I could burn this every day. That would be totally fine with me. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> it's been amazing. So, and then I would also say one of the things we talked about, like in learned in Reiki was like the cutting cords and just, that's been a big thing in my life too, of just like cutting those energetic cords from people and places and things that have just really like pulled my energy towards them. And now like throughout my work and throughout the day, just like continuing to do that so that I can remain kind of in my element rather than being pulled 20 different directions. Absolutely. Oh, I love it. Oh, girls, oh, you just make my heart so happy. <laughs> um, so even though, and as I hear you say these things, it's, you know, there's so many things that you know, we each kind of do and we bring to the table, but, um, you know, we, we learn and grow from each other and we kind of take on some of the, the habits that the other people maybe are doing. So when you talk about incense, Rachel, that's right. Like that's something that, you know, I, I burn incense all day, every day. It's, it's an, in my child, he's, uh, Nolan, my little guy, he's like, mom, I'm going to make you incense for your birthday. So he, he's working on it. <laughs> it's uh dried grass but you know it's the it's the thought that counts um but I would say that I think it's 
beautiful and powerful, but also I see so much when it comes to both of you doing work as, as Reiki practitioners, how you still have your own flair. You still have your own way of practicing. Right. And so I think that's a beautiful piece and connective point where even as you know, you're very much learning from me and the way I do things, but there's so much room for our own way, right? And being able to move and use our hands intuitively versus kind of following a set prescription of like, well, this is how Ashley does it. So this is how you must do it, right? Um, and I've seen that with both of you that you've really taken on this like confident, intuitive place where you know, I've learned it this way, maybe, but I really like it this way. And so I want to give you both kudos. One last, I keep saying one last thing. There's so many things. Um, one thing I do want to talk about just briefly for our listeners or anybody who's thinking that this maybe is up their alley is the 21 days of initiation. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Mackenzie's like smacking her forehead right now. Um, I just, and you're both laughing. I can see it. Um, and so I'll just leave it at that. 21 days of initiation and your response, your unfoldings with that. So um, I don't know whose turn it is. Mackenzie, why don't you uh, speak to the 21 uh, days? Sure. <laughs> so the 21 days of initiation happens after every level that we went through in Reiki. And I, it hit me so hard every time. <laughs> and it's just every time I ended up like sick, I was throwing up, I had a headache and we just it went through a cycle of 21 days. And I, although it was, you felt so much better after, I remember going through that and just being like, oh my gosh, not again. <laughs> and just, yeah, it, I like, yeah, it hit me really hard every time. And so, yeah, I don't know, Rachel, I think you experienced something similar. <laughs> <laughs> I think, um, yeah, it was a learning curve, but I think that was also one of our biggest like bonding moments. Um, that's when the chat really lit up because we were like, what is going on? Um, and Ash added a really cool um, journaling prompt in our level books. So it was nice to, yeah, have, have that journaling piece of like, oh, this happened last time and it, now it's happening again. You can see some patterns. Um, and they're all related. Every day is related to a chakra. So um, it was nice to have those reminders of like, oh, yeah, today is my heart chakra. And that's why this is going down. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, amazing. Yeah. So the 21 days of initiation is um, starting from the first attunement of the level. So if we are doing attunements at 11 a.m., then until 11 a.m. the next day, you're in the you're in the first chakra or sorry, you're in the crown chakra. And then the next day you move into third eye chakra and then you move into throat chakra and it goes down and it cycles three times for a full 21 days. And Mackenzie talked, I love it. Like she was throwing up. We were like, but girl, are you pregnant? She's like, no, <laughs> then it's, you know, right. Like, so all these like things, there's headaches and then there's other things too, where it's like, you get these wild bursts of energy. I remember Rachel, I think the 21 days, cause it happens for me too. Like I get it too. Um, Mackenzie and I, we were both having our asses 
handed to us, like kicking our ass. And Rachel's like, I've got so much energy. I'm like, do, 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 and do, do, do. And like, it was just so funny that there was such a, like a polarity on how that showed up. So every single 21 days of initiation is different. Sometimes it kicks your ass. Some days it's like, I'm, you know, the best I'm on top of the world. Nothing will ever knock me down. And then the next day you can't get out of bed. Like it's so, um, it's so interesting. And what that 21 days is, it is clearing out everything that no longer serves your path forward and is recharging your chakras. So you do end up after 21 days, you're actually, um, you're different. You're a different person because of the things that um, have been cleared, but it's in that clearing that, uh, sometimes our uh, butts get kicked. So anyways, it's, uh, it's pretty, pretty wonderful and pretty terrible. Um, yeah. And so with that, is there anything else that either of you or both of you would like to share in regards to the mentorship or to Reiki treatments? Um, how can people connect with you to book an appointment with you, um, or to see you in the bunkie or at your place? Um, so just, uh, a shameless plug. Rachel, what about for you, girl? Um, you can find me on the Soul Purpose website. Um, so www.soulpurpose slash book. Um, and you'll be able to see our double sessions there as well now. Um, we have a special code for this month. Um, Valentine. Yeah, yes. all caps. <laughs> Valentine in all caps um, for 10% off. And then um, you can also find me on Instagram. I'm trying to be more active there. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just at rachel.strader, um, which I'll hopefully be sharing um, a website soon. And also um, I'm working on a special postpartum package to add into the Bunky. Um, so you can catch that release on Instagram. Perfect. Awesome. All right, Mackenzie. Awesome. So because I'm not in the bunkie, I have a separate thing going on. You can connect with me um, through Instagram at divine.timing underscore Reiki. Um, or if you didn't catch that, you can ask Ashley. <laughs> I will link all of this in the show notes. So if you awesome. are looking, uh, it won't be far. <laughs> Perfect. And yeah, and I will also be in the bunkie once a month offering ionic foot bath detoxes. Um, so this month, I think it is on the February 23rd it's a Friday so I'll be in there um, and then once a month I also host a distance healing session as a group um, if you have never tried Reiki and you're interested in just kind of like stepping your toe in the water um, I do offer that uh, as a distance um, on zoom uh, Reiki session which is about an hour long and it's just a nice little reset um, but yeah that I'm also offering in person as well. So I'm more in the Stratford area. Um, so yeah, if you're closer in that direction, please connect with me that way. Amazing. Yay. Okay. All right. Last question. Promise, promise. I promise. <laughs> um, this is something we end with all our podcasts. And that is the question of how do you want to be remembered? So whoever has their answer can go first. <laughs> Okay, you go. <laughs> Should have known this was coming. We're like the most faithful podcast listeners. <laughs> I thought that. I'm like, oh, they'll know, but no, got you. <laughs> um, hmm, I think it goes with my word for 2024. I want to be remembered as someone who loved with their 
whole heart and um just that love is like my guiding piece in everything that I do mm. beautiful I love that I almost said almost the exact same thing <laughs> Uh, I have led you both beautifully into the path of love. Yes, you both get an A+. (laughs) For me, I think I want to be remembered as just a ray of sunshine who just spreads so much love and is a safe space for anybody. So, yeah. That showed up in your final attunement. I love that you pulled that in. That was one of the messages that came through for you was that you are a ray of sunshine in this world. So I love that. That's how you want to be remembered. Uh, Well, thank you both for being here. It's an absolute pleasure. As always, I'm so blessed that I have both of you in my world and I've been able to share so much um, time and energy and uh, back and forth reciprocal wisdom. I've learned so much from both of you and the way I practice, even one of the things that Um, now is happening in the bunkie for anybody who's been here in the last few weeks. One of the things that has come forward, and this was through our sessions together um, and both of your expertise is, you know, there's a body map that we now use Mackenzie, you know, you send affirmations to people after based on their session. And so I've learned so much from the both of you. And I'm so grateful that our paths not only crossed, but are, you know, intertwined and uh, moving forward together. And I still get to see and spend so much time with both of you. Um, It's been an absolute treasure. So thank you. All right, guys. That's it for this episode on the Transform Your Life podcast. We will catch you next week. And uh, ciao for now.